Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Big Hitters FPL podcast. Uh, today, uh, we've got a Game Week 35 preview podcast. Uh, make sure you check out our free hit guide also on YouTube. Um, but, yeah, today uh, we'll be previewing double Game Week 35 uh, with 14 fixtures, uh, eight teams doubling. Is that right? It's eight. Can't be right. Yeah, I think it is right. Uh, anyway, eight teams doubling. But before that, make sure you uh, subscribe and like this video on YouTube. Uh, trying to get a few hundred subscribers now. Uh, make sure you also like and uh, follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at BigHittersFPL. And make sure you join the Fancy Premier League League. And the code to join that is 01TOQK. Right, so before we get into Game Week 35, should we even dare take a look at how Game Week 34 went? I mean, yours was slightly better than mine, but... Yep. Uh, okay, so we'll start yeah, with your team. It was a bit of a horror show, though, but, yeah, this is your Yeah, match. I mean, the United picture uh, didn't help, uh, let's just say that. <laughs> um, I think Son saved me this week. Uh, obviously, Rudiger and Aspilicueta, both uh, not playing, didn't help at all. Uh, really poor performance from my team, really. Um, Iheanacho only an assist. You'd expect a bit more, uh, given his recent form. And obviously, Kane blank, which is very annoying. Almost all the FPL world captained him. Um, yeah, and Vardy blank again. So, a horror show. And I don't want to really talk about it anymore because... It's just my eyes hurt watching, seeing it. I think that that bench is a bit wrong, isn't it? But Yeah, sorry. The bench is not uh, updated. Uh, sorry. Your bench was pretty good. So you um, had Sanchez, didn't you, who also got a clean sheet. Uh, Smith Rowe, Sue Check hasn't played yet. And somebody else, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, uh, Shaw, Shaw was on the bench as well. And... Uh, so I've got Suchek, Lingard and Cody, who are yet to play. OK. Uh, yeah, it's worth saying at the time of recording, uh, it's Monday evening. So we've still got the West Brom uh, Wolves fixture and the West Ham Burnley fixture left. If uh, in that match, I don't know, Lingard scores seven goals and Cody scores seven goals, Ludo will probably be feeling a bit happier about his team, but you never know. Uh, and then my team, even worse, I really can't bear to look at this, 15 points with just Lingard left. I can't actually believe how awful it's been. Uh, my, ugh, I love how you, you weren't very happy about uh, Ian Atcher only getting an assist. Ian Atcher's assist was the only return in my whole team. Everyone else blanked. Most of my team getting zero because I didn't even play. I think this team kind of speaks for itself. No points on my bench either. 15 points. That is... My God, that is bad. So, <laughs> swiftly moving on. Um, let's talk about something which uh, kind of ruined our fancy week. Uh, uh, but also kind of shook the world a bit, which uh, was, of course, the protests that took place yesterday, 
or probably not yesterday when you're watching this, but um, yesterday for us, uh, of course, forcing the Liverpool uh, United game into postponement. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think the fans have a right, think they're right to be yeah. protesting? Yeah, well, well, to be honest, I do agree that um, the fans have got a right to protest. Uh, obviously, um, the Glazers have been really just ruined the club. Um, they're in debt. They signed up to, to the European Super League, um, which is, you know, I can understand the fans' frustration, but I just think entering the pitch of Old Trafford is a bit extreme. Um, I mean, needless to say that the security, I'm, I'm not sure what the security were doing there. I mean, they were probably reading their newspapers or something. Um, I mean, this is one of the biggest stadiums in football and one of the biggest games in football is about to commence. And suddenly, uh, hundreds of fans just start running onto the pitch. That's a bit worrying from my point from my point of view. Um, yeah, I mean it destroyed most of our fantasy week. Um, so that's a bit disappointing. Uh, some big players I was relying on, Salah, Trent, Shaw. And they just couldn't play, so very mm. disappointing. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Pretty damaging from an FPL point of view, but also yeah, I think technically what the fans did yesterday kind of did make a point. It shook the world and that kind of, in a way, got across the message. And I think when when protests happen, you know, it's easy for your your stereotypical American owners to just ignore it. But when a huge match like this gets cancelled, I think the Glazers are going to have to stand up and take notice. So I think in that respect, it worked. But I think... I mean, there's never really an excuse for violent protests like it probably was yesterday. You know, breaking into Old Trafford, uh, you know, hurting security guards. I know there were security guards hurt. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm not sure. I think yesterday was a bit too far from United fans. But going back to it in, in terms of an FPL perspective, of course, Manchester United do have another home game coming up against Leicester in two weeks. Any doubts about that, or is that going to go going to happen? As I said in the hit guide, um, I think the security will have learned from their mistakes, um, and I think I think the Glazers by that time will have will have at least stated a message because. I mean, they, they've got to. I mean, I can understand the fans' frustration and this just can't continue their ownership. I mean, it's quite hard putting, putting this into perspective from Chelsea and Arsenal fans uh, because, you know, obviously we, we care about football but not really about our rivals, do we? Um, so... Yeah, it's a difficult topic to talk about, um, but I don't. As I said, I don't think there'll be postponements or any any other, uh, you know, disruptions. Uh, even though it probably will happen, does it maybe you know 
put you off captaining Bruno Fernandes. I'm, you don't have Bruno Fernandes, do you? But I'm certainly thinking about captaining Bruno Fernandes. I'm not sure if that maybe puts me off the idea that he might not play that second game. Yeah. I, I mean, there might be a sense of anger amongst the Man United squad. Um, and sometimes anger fuels a good result. Mm. So, yeah, it's... We don't know really what to expect after this event, so, yeah. Yeah, it's fair enough. Uh, right, next thing to talk about is, of course, a double game week coming up next week, game 35, followed by a blank game week in 36. So there are obviously four teams that are doubling in 35 and then also playing in 36. So that's Aston Villa, Everton, Southampton and Crystal Palace. And there's the four quite big teams, actually, who double in 35 and then blank straight away in 36. And they are Arsenal, Manchester United, Leicester and Chelsea. Um, so do you think because of that, is it maybe, do you think we should maybe focus on the four teams that play, that double and then play? Or is it maybe getting the players that Blank that double this week, and then be transferring them out straight away. How, yeah, how think, do you think we should approach it? I think a bit of a balance does it for me. Um, obviously, not not looking at the double game week players too much, and looking at obvious. I mean, it's a bit like chess, isn't it? You make a move, and you've got to think about the next move mm. and what your opponent will do to you. Because if you if you're going to transfer in players that will then blank eventually, uh, obviously there's a positive, but then there's always a negative. So I usually go for a balance, especially if you don't have your free hits. I usually tend to manage my transfers. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. Then it is it is hard because you know certainly from Leicester and Manchester United, you've got players like Bruno Fernandes. Like Ian Acho, who you won't be in a rush to sell really, and then you end up maybe with a problem, maybe only being able to field ten, nine, ten players in game week thirty-six. Yeah, bit of a problem there. What I have noticed actually is the four teams that double and then still play uh, actually do have quite good fixtures. Uh, anyway, I'll just I think we can bring up the fixtures until the end of the season now, thanks to Oleger and Ben Krellin. Um, so Villa, they've got the double and then a good fixture. Crystal Palace, got their double and then Villa. Everton have got their double and then a really good fixture, Sheffield United. And Southampton have got their double and a really good fixture, Fulham. So it wouldn't be the worst idea to get players from these four teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it wouldn't be the worst idea. Um, but then, obviously, you've got the bigger teams like Chelsea, Leicester and United. I see you're mm. missing out one there, but I'll let that go. <laughs> uh, which, you know, it's I wouldn't necessarily sell, but I'd bring in... Well, I'd, I would bring them in for the double game week, but then they blank. So it's a very difficult decision. And, you know... This is what makes FPL hard, and this is what it. This is what affects a game, a game week rank. 
Mm. So, yeah. Okay, then. Next thing to look at is, uh, as usual, we've got um, a Game Week 35 watch list for you. One defender, one attacker, uh, and one midfielder who we're going to keep an eye on for the game week. And in defence, uh, uh, I know Ludo's transferred in this particular player, but a nice Everton differential, it's Seamus Coleman. Uh, 2.4% yeah. ownership, cheap, good fixtures. What do you think yeah. about him? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Arsenal, are, sorry, uh, Everton are known for the best defence record, but at the same time, you know, they're a good, solid team. They've improved a lot, looked okay, both defensively and offensively. So they've got good fixtures until the end of the season. Um, good differential, Coleman usually gets that occasional assist as well, bonus point. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to owning him. Uh, do you think there's any reason to go him instead of Dinia? Or is it just money, purely price? Well, yeah, I mean, I won't, I won't because of the money. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I probably would have gone for Dinier uh, if I had the money. Mm. Um, but, you know, if you don't have the money, then I'd, I'd say go for him because he's not, a, he's not really a rotation risk. Reliable captain, always gives a 7 out of 10 performance. Yeah. Uh, then the midfielder is Crystal Palace, uh, the only really good Crystal Palace player. Uh, who we've talked about a lot in the previous video. Uh, it's Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, uh, many captaining him. A uh, bit risky, hmm. uh, as we said in our free hit video. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not thinking about bringing him, bringing him in. If I had the space, I'd think about it. Um, yeah, so. Uh, he's got okay fixtures, obviously. Not sure why that Arsenal box is red. Uh, but. <laughs> yeah, I'd say for a free hit, obviously we, we included him in our free hit video yesterday. Uh, but for a free hit, probably in a general long-term pick, probably not. But still one to keep an eye out for this week. And then lastly, the attacker is the man who surprised us all with a hat-trick against Wolves, Chris Wood. Mm. Yeah, um, obviously he's he's a player who, I think in the last four consecutive seasons, he's uh, he's got 10 goals every season. So he's a reliable uh, player. Um, he's got a good Fulham fixture and then a Leeds fixture. Um, so yeah, I'm not thinking about owning him, but if the opportunity comes and he's got good fixtures... And he fits into my team nicely, then I might think about it. Mm. Okay, uh, next uh, we'll take a look at some captaincy picks. Bit of a harder decision this, this week because you've got obviously the doubles to look at, but then you've also got some decent singles actually, you know, Kane and Salah, as we've got on the, on the screen there, but also Ian Atcher and Fernandez who are doubling. Who who are you gonna captain this week? Um, uh, I'm not too sure. It's quite a difficult one, as you said. Um, originally I was looking at Kane, but after that blank, really surprising blank. I mean, after Tottenham scored four, you would 
you'd yeah. expect King to be up for goals. Um, so I might go for Iheanacho, uh, to be honest, yeah. Um, and also, I think, I'm not sure how much, if, uh, I'm not sure what his um, first name is. Uh, was it Mason, uh, the Tottenham manager? Ryan, Ryan Mason. Ryan Mason. I'm not sure if it, if they really, if Ryan Mason and Kane fit together because, you know, they scored a few goals and I don't think Kane was amongst them. Yeah, he hasn't got a goal or an assist um, under Ryan Mason yet. Whereas the likes of, you know, Bale and Son shining. So, interesting thoughts there. Me, I've got it on Fernandez because I feel like when there's a big double game week like this, you kind of have to attack it. But second, I definitely put the captaincy on Salah, I think. But I'm still leaning slightly towards Fernandez for this week. But it is actually a harder decision than it looks because there's no real, apart from Fernandez, there's no really, uh, you know, big premium players who are doubling. So. It's an interesting one, really. Um, right then, so uh, should we actually take a look at our teams then? Uh, we'll start off with mine. Uh, no transfers made yet. Uh, I don't think I want to make one either. But um, this is what the team's looking like. Not too bad. I've got the just the five doublers. Not not the most, but not the worst, not the least either. Uh, I've got Martinez in goal. Over Leno, because I don't think Leno's starting much anymore in the Premier League. Even Martinez, I'm not too confident about getting, him getting a clean sheet in either of those fixtures. So I might look, sounds sounds silly, but I was thinking about uh, Jordan Pickford. Um, but we'll see if I want to do that uh, on stream on Friday. Uh, then three at the back is Phillips, who's back from injury now. Azpilicueta and Castagna. And then midfield is Lingard, Fernandez, Captain, Salah and Jota, then Iheanacho, Bamford and Kane. But then the one player who I don't really want to play is Bamford. But if you look at my bench, looking a bit bare. Unless Cresswell's back from injury, in which case I might play Cresswell instead of Bamford. But apart from that, I'm pretty decently happy with how the team's looking. Not too bad. Still got the option to make a transfer if I want. But yeah, that's that. Uh, next, let's take a look at yours, Ludo. Uh, yeah, I've got one, two, three, uh, four, five double game week players. Um, that's always nice. Uh, obviously, on, on there it says that I'm Captain and Kane. Obviously, that's not definite. And there'll probably be plenty of last-minute decisions to make on the stream. But overall, I'm expecting a really solid performance. I'm, I'm expecting a big, a big response from my team after that shocking <laughs> performance. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, obviously, defence looking sound and strong. Uh, I think if Rudiger's OK and there's no rotation risks... I think Rudiger might come in for Lingard. That's still not definite. Really? But overall, very happy with my team. So you're thinking about benching Lingard against Everton. Interesting. 
I'd say Everton's yeah, probably I mean, quite a good fixture. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Um, still plenty of decisions to make, as I said. But, yeah. Okay, then. I guess that just about brings the show to an end. Uh, uh, we'll be back with another video on Friday. And that will be a Game Week 35 deadline stream. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. As always, we'll be answering all your questions on the live chat and uh, locking in our teams. Uh, hopefully Jake will be back for that one. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe this video to this video and to our channel and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BaconsFPL. The league, um, we won't update you on standings yet because there's still a couple of matches to play uh, that we haven't seen yet. Uh, but... Yeah, it's looking interesting there. First place, quite far clear ahead, actually. But we'll wait until Friday to reveal that. Uh, but for now, until Friday, uh, goodbye. Bye-bye.